The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. How to figure out your life's purpose with four simple questions. All right, before we get to today's topic, I just want to make mention of how important it is for you to take pen to paper when you've got important thoughts. And especially to my friends who are podcast listeners, like, I think we're kind of a different breed. Wouldn't you agree? And I know that you love growth. You love being just a little bit better and learning more and you love this stuff. And that's why I freaking love you. But I have to tell you one of the most significant ways that you can take these big thoughts that you have, the action that you want to take and turn it into a plan is by taking pen to paper. Now, productivity apps are awesome. I have them on my phone too. But what a huge difference my life, my productivity, my direction, my clarity have taken since I got in the habit of doing this on a daily basis. I use a Smart Life Push Journal. It's a journal that I created for this habit specifically. And every single day in your journal is a blank page. And that's where I'm going to encourage you when you're listening to podcasts, that's when you jot down your notes. When you are listening to a podcast and completely off topic, you just had this brilliant brainstorm on how you're going to change the world, whatever it is, you need a place where you can put that in writing, in your own handwriting, where you can take it from bouncing around like a beautiful idea in your brain and put it on paper. Because putting it on paper is like a broadcast message to the universe. And things get done. I invite you to check out the Smart Life Push Journal. You can do so by going to smartlifepushjournal.com. Using a Smart Life Push Journal changes the game. Welcome to The Shaleen Show. Shaleen is a New York Times bestselling author, celebrity fitness trainer, and obsessed with helping you live your dream life. So you're looking for your purpose. Are you though? Or do you think you may have found it? You're just not sure. Or maybe you found something you're super passionate about, but it just doesn't seem big enough. It doesn't have enough significance. So how could it be your life's purpose? Or maybe you don't feel like you've had enough experience for you to know if, in fact, you're living your life's purpose. Or maybe you have this like ridiculous temporary part-time job and not a lot else going on in your life. And you're thinking to yourself, I've got to find my purpose so that I have a better job and I have a better life. Whatever the case may be, I want to start by saying we make way too big of a deal over this phrase. So let's start with the phrase life's purpose. I mean, once you hit 18... Most of us are already thinking, what are we supposed to do as adults? What are we supposed to do with our lives? In fact, you start having these thoughts when you're in high school and adults start asking you, so what are you going to study? What are you going to do after school? Which translates into, so what are you going to do with your life? We have a finite amount of time on this planet. And every one of us wants to make best use of that time. We all want to be significant. We all want to live a life that matters. So we get caught up in this idea that we're supposed to find our life's purpose 
and suddenly life will be perfect, like everything will make sense. People also have this same notion about their magical number that they expect to happen on a scale. Like you think everything's going to change once you see that number, but that's not true. Or you believe everything's going to change once you find your purpose wherever it might be hiding, neither of which are true. The idea that we were each born with like one thing that's our purpose that we were supposed to do for the rest of our lives is erroneous and quite limiting. And that's why we get so caught up in, well, is this my purpose? Is that my purpose? And because we've made such a big deal about the fact that you have a singular life's purpose, it's no wonder that people get freaked out about identifying the right purpose or the right thing or taking action. Instead of searching for your life's purpose, the first question I want you to ask yourself is, does my life have a purpose? Every single person who is listening, who can hear me right now, the answer is yes. We don't need to search for our life's purpose. We just need to embrace the fact that our life serves a purpose. And we serve a purpose by serving others. And when I say others, I don't mean millions. I don't mean thousands. I mean, if your life serves one other person, your life has significance. That's the first question you have to ask yourself. But frankly, it's a rhetorical question because the mere fact that you're here means that your life has purpose. The next question I would suggest you ask yourself is what truth do you know personally that you would defend? You'd be willing to face criticism, hostility, persecution, it doesn't matter because you believe so strongly in this. And maybe it's a truth that you had to figure out on your own. Maybe it's a truth that you haven't yet come to accept, right? So, so often we know what our life's purpose is. We know how we want to serve and help others, maybe even if it's just one person, but we haven't yet processed or worked through painful experiences of our past. So we don't want to fight for a truth yet because we haven't come to accept that truth yet. Perhaps the truth is it wasn't your fault, that you are a good person and that you deserve to be treated better and that every child deserves to be treated with love and respect and cared for and protected in a way that maybe you weren't. Maybe that thing that you so strongly believe in is your faith. Or maybe at one point, your truth, the thing that you're willing to fight for, the thing that kept you awake at night was related to, say, a political cause. And that at the time was your purpose. Now, does that mean that that's your life's purpose? I would say no, because it's very likely that 10 years later, life reveals to you another opportunity to serve others and therefore to find more significance in the things that happen in your life. Maybe 10 years later, you're married, you have two children, and your son has been diagnosed with autism. And now it's a fight for his complete recovery from autism that you're willing to face persecution for, that you're willing to be ousted from support groups and and to take flack and feedback from others because you believe in your heart that there's nothing more important than this. 
Purpose doesn't necessarily relate to your profession. It doesn't have to be something that's so grandiose that everyone accepts it as significant. Purpose is something that changes as you have more life experiences, as you recognize that there are things you want to fight for, things that are important to you, things that you've come to believe or come to know because of your life, because of your experiences. And I believe that God gives us those opportunities, oftentimes very challenging, very dark times, so that we can live His purpose. And He has more than one purpose. You're going to go through a lot more than just one dark time in your life. You're going to go through many of them. And I personally believe if you just look at your life having purpose as opposed to searching for your life's purpose, see the difference? That you you can relax and just know that that little tap on the shoulder that's telling you you should probably do something with this, that little voice inside your head that sometimes says to you, you know, Maybe I shouldn't worry so much what other people think. Maybe I should stand up for what I believe. Maybe I should talk about what happened to me. Maybe I should deal with this so that I know how to help other people with this thing. And, you know, I know sometimes I'm alluding to the fact that it has to be something hugely significant like a disease or a childhood trauma, but your life can have and does have significance Without it being front page news, without it being the type of thing that people write books about, your life has significance because you serve and help others. You can be a stay-at-home mom who simply wants to do better by your children than what was done for you and your siblings. That's significance. That's a life with purpose. And you may later Find yourself going through a really challenging, difficult time when your kids go away to college. And you know what? There you go. Another opportunity to get through it, to figure out how you survived it, to conquer it, to feel better, and then use that experience to help others navigate that same situation. The next question I want you to ask yourself is, What is it that you can get wrapped up in, so wrapped up in that you forget to eat, you forget to check your phone, you forget to go to the bathroom, like you lose all track of time? And maybe it's not an activity, maybe it's a topic, maybe it's something that you've read about or YouTube videos you watch on this particular subject, but this subject, this topic, this activity is something that you can't get enough of it. You want to better understand it. You believe in it and you get so engrossed in it that you literally lose all track of time. That's one of the measures I often use to know that I'm stepping into my purpose. And when I say my purpose, I mean my purpose for the moment. I've had many purposes, I believe, and I I know I have many more to serve in the time that I have here on earth. When I found myself trying to heal my brain and figure out how to get healthier on the inside, I couldn't focus on work. I couldn't focus on podcasting, and I took a break from podcasting. I couldn't focus on teaching people how to build their businesses. The only thing I wanted to do was dig deeper into research. Like I could not get enough of reading scientific papers and then going back and forth between different experts' blogs, reading books, listening to podcasts, attending seminars, you name it. I literally could not 
quench that thirst. So that is the purpose of my life in this moment. Like, so that's the purpose that I'm serving in this season of my life. Not too long ago, the purpose I was serving was helping other people figure out how to increase their income, how to make more money, but also be present for their family, teaching people how to build online businesses and how to do that the right way, the smart way, and how to, you know, really figure out what your priorities are and to do this in a smart way. That was smart success. And I felt that same insatiable thirst where I just would spend hours upon hours trying to develop better systems, studying other experts, figuring out how to simplify the message and just trying to take in as much information as possible. It was what I wanted to talk about. It was what I wanted to teach. It was what I wanted to share. And at that juncture in my life, that was the purpose I was living. Now, I think our purposes kind of stack, right? Like, so that's still very important to me in my life, but I've also experienced other tough times or challenges that I believe have been placed in my life as a gift to be able to figure them out, to get through it, to survive it, and then go, wow, I have an opportunity to serve others with this information. And I suspect, I know, I absolutely know without a shadow of a doubt that there will be additional challenges and hardships that I will face in my future. And my life has significance when I use those things to serve others. But I need you to know that when I say serve others, that can mean one person. It doesn't mean you're standing on a stage or writing a book or people know your name or you're changing the world. Because in effect, when your life plays a role of significance in the life of someone else, you're changing the world, one person at a time. Next question, how could you help others? Now to answer this question, there's a few things I want you to think about. How do you wish others had helped you? What pain, what challenge, what trauma, what difficulty, what hardship, what obstacle did you have to overcome that you could see yourself helping someone else avoid or get through or recover from. When I think of the different turns that my life, you know, adult life has taken, I know that each one of them has been a result of me getting through something difficult or overcoming something and then realizing like, oh, wow, there's other people who I can help. If I struggle with this, there are other people out there struggling with it. For example, how I ended up in the fitness industry. I mean, I didn't study fitness. I've said this many times before. I have a bachelor's of arts from Michigan State University, James Madison College, and my degree is in justice, morality, and constitutional democracy. I didn't study fitness, but I figured out how to make fitness fun. I figured out a way to make fitness feel like an experience, something that people looked forward to with music and movement and all of these things combined. And it was weird and it was strange. And I definitely risked persecution because people had a field day when I first came out with Turbo Kick, which was a combination of kickboxing and dance and hip hop and fusion style workouts are very popular. But this is like 20 years ago and people laughed. They thought it was ridiculous. But I believed in it because it helped me and I wanted to help other people. And as my life continued to evolve and I then found myself just completely up to my eyeballs in the addiction of work, becoming 
a workaholic and the toll that my family had to pay because of my work addiction, which led to my husband's addiction. I don't don't know if it led to it, but it, it definitely surfaced it. And that was his gambling addiction. And because of that, we both had to go into therapy and we had to figure out, like, how do we fix all of this? How do we get here? And what is it we're trying to avoid that we each were kind of deep in our own addictions, right? Like, let me tell you, being addicted to your work is just as damaging as being addicted to shopping or gambling or pornography, whatever it is, like no judgment. Addiction is addiction. It's trying to avoid something. And once we got through that, I knew that, again, I had an opportunity to serve other people and to help others recognize the signs. And again, this was at a time, gosh, now this is more than 10 years ago, when the number one overriding theory for anyone who was starting a business is that you hustle, hustle, grind, grind, and you don't quit, and no days off, and you just, you work yourself to the bone, and you just gotta be a hustler. I faced tons of criticism. And I was willing to be enemy number one and to take on those who were telling us we need to hustle. We need to, you know, start work at 6 a.m. and then take your last business meeting at 11 p.m. over dinner. And I was very willing to stick my neck on the line because I believe the truth is there's nothing more damaging to the fabric of our family. The foundation of our happiness is not in things. The foundation of our happiness, what keeps our society together, what allows us to raise healthy, confident, happy, confident children who are self-sufficient and know that they are loved. What makes that possible is parents who are present. What makes a marriage last is when both partners are able to spend time together and be present. And none of these things can happen if we believe that we're going to serve our family by grinding and hustling. As you can tell, this is still a very, very passionate topic for me. So that still weaves its way into my life's purpose. I have an obligation to be an obedient servant, to notice what God has placed in my life, to live His purpose by serving others. And I also know that it's going to come in many forms and different shapes and sizes. And sometimes it might be an opportunity to help a lot of people. And sometimes it's as simple as the opportunity to play a significant role in the life of one other important person. I hope that's been helpful to you. If you've gone through this with me and actually answered these questions out loud, you've got your answer you know the multiple ways that your life has significance and how you're living a life with purpose. You also recognize that you've got plenty of challenges ahead of you, which I hope that you will look at each one of them as an opportunity to have a life that has even greater significance. Now, if for some reason you weren't able to come to any of these questions with answers, you just found yourself stuck, then I've got one more big question for you that might crack the case. And it's this, what are you afraid of? Pushing down that thought, that memory, that thing, that thing that you probably have a sneaking hunch and suspicion. If you're trying to avoid thinking about it, that's what you're afraid of. Opening up that can of worms is your greatest fear. May I give you some hope 
in knowing that it is never as hard as you think it's going to be and keeping that secret, trying to push down that thought year after year, month after month, that is far more difficult than what it is you fear might happen. You see, you feel like you have control over your life right now. You feel like everything is going smooth. And you know, that thing that just popped into my head right now. Yeah, that's not even an issue. I don't need to worry about that. I don't need to think about that. But I'm telling you, if you could not answer the previous questions I presented in this podcast, there's a reason why. There's a block there. There's something you're trying to avoid. There's something you're afraid of. And I want you to know that life is so much better when you peel away the layers and deal with this thing. The fact that you're trying not to think about it means you haven't fully processed it. And you can process it in such a way that it doesn't go away, but you'll feel so much more at peace about whatever it is that right now you're trying not to think about. How do you do that? Well, listen, you listen to the Shaleen Show all the time, so you know what my answer is going to be. Get an expert. Anything you want to solve, any problem you want to solve, anything, whether it's a toothache, remodeling your home, removing a bunion, replacing the brakes on your car, there's an expert for every single one of those things. Any problem that you have, there's a qualified expert who will save you time, money, and heartache. I'd love to hear your thoughts about this episode. So please reach out to me. Of course, you know I love talking to you on Snapchat and on Instagram stories. Those are the two places I'm most active, but I check in on Twitter, I check in on Facebook, I check in on all of them on the daily. So wherever you're most comfortable, hit me up and let me know what you thought about this particular episode. Give me some feedback. I love hearing from you. I also want to say thank you to those of you who leave me Voicemail messages. You can do that just by going to my website, go to shaleenjohnson.com. And if you click on shaleenjohnson.com forward slash podcast or just click on podcast, you'll see there's a widget installed on the page that says leave a message. Just click on that and you can leave me a voice recording. Today, I want to play for you a voice recording from someone whose life has changed by using a Smart Life Push Journal. Hi, Shalene. This is Bridget. I'm a lifer of yours on Snap, and I listen to your podcast. I have to tell you that I have been using the Smart Life Push Journal since it first came out, and this next iteration has been transformational because I have been trying to start a habit of meditating and journaling for no less than five years, and I have a bunch of journals with one or two pages filled out in them, and it just always was too, like a bridge too far, too fatalistic and all or nothing. So instead, because of this, the me time selection and the journal page that you have in the Smart Life Push Journal, I have journaled and meditated every single day since January 1. And that is huge for me. And it's made such a difference. Like I feel so much more peace and clarity and focus. And I have to thank you. Like that addition, those two changes to the journal have made it such a, a key part. You know, you named the journal, I bought it, and it's never helped. But this is absolutely the key. So thank you so much. It's made a huge difference. Thank you again for leaving me those messages. They mean the world to me. I love them. We listen to all of them. Sometimes they're a little crazy. I wish I could play you some of those. <laughs> but for the most part, you're all the bomb.com. So thank you for leaving me those messages. Thank you for spending this time with me. I look forward to doing it again soon. I love you. I mean it.